It's the Silver Travel Podcast. And today I am really thrilled to have with me Jules Morton, who's the marketing manager from Travelsphere. Welcome, Jules. Hi, thank you for having me. Now, Travelsphere, an escorted touring company, right? Yeah. I want to know exactly what you mean by escorted touring. It's moved on from escorted now. I think guided is probably a better word for it. And with that, it's everything is taken care of. So instead of booking everything independently, we sort it all for you. So you've got your return flights, your accommodation, um, your overseas transfers. You don't have to worry about any of that because it's all included. And then on top of that, there is so many excursions that actually take you to the very best of a destination, but not just those guidebook highlights, some of those hidden gems as well that you might not necessarily know about. And it's all with a holiday director who makes sure that you see the very best of a destination that you might not get to see if you were booking it all independently. So we're basically taking care of everything for you. And what's more, you've got an ABTA number and an ATOL number if it all goes horribly wrong. Absolutely. Money's completely safe as well with that, which is great. And over the last two years, there has been a lot of concern. But the good news with Travelsphere in particular is all of our customers' money is held in an independent trust fund. So we don't see any of that money until a customer returns. So their money is 100% protected. No, that is a good thing because we've all read horror stories. So we won't dwell on those because that's not no, nice. it's not. <laughs> um, So how many people generally travel in your groups? Is it like a massive school bus full of people or how does it work? No. So each tour is assessed, basically, and we have a maximum group size of 35 on the majority of our tours. But we don't always go up to 35 because actually there's some destinations where a smaller group is a better experience. So we say that our group sizes range from 15 to 35, and it is really dependent to get the best out of a destination. You don't want to all be cramped around a tour manager in a really bustling destination. We make sure that it is the right group size that gives you the best experience and a sociable one at that as well. You know, it's really great to have a laugh with other travellers that have been there and seen the same thing. And it's just such a wonderful experience in that group. No, interesting. Now, another thing that I'm often asked about is food. Is everything included or you've got some options to eat out and so forth? It's a mix. Again, it depends on the destination. We try to include some meals for you um, and some local flavours. For example, we'll take you to a sushi making class in Japan and then you'll get to eat what you've prepared. In Italy, we take you to some wonderful places where you can get some real traditional Italian fare. Whereas in North America, you might get less meals included so that you can go out and do some of your own exploring as well. Well, that's good to know. And of course, in North America, we do have the same language, don't we? So it's a bit easier to order something. Whereas if you're in Japan, I can imagine could get quite untidy. You know, if all goes badly wrong, you'll get one meal mainly a day. Tell me about the excursions. Are these included? Again, it's a bit of a mix depending on which tour you take. So we've got two types of holiday, a relax and discover holiday, where you'll find less excursions included. We do still include them, but it's more a balanced trip of relaxing and discovering new destinations. On those tours, we do have a selection of additional excursions. So if you don't want to have that time relaxing, you can add a little bit extra into your tour. And then there's some longer tours where there's a lot more included and there'll only be one or two optional excursions. But we really just want to try and get you to see the most of a destination. But those different types of holidays allow you to pick what's right for you. Perfect. I really like that. Now, tell me, Jules, what's hot at the moment, as they say? 
Europe's hot right now, Italy in particular. And I think the reason being is that you can go, you can return to Italy time and time again and see something completely different. So, for example, we have one tour that takes you from the very, very top of the country in Venice and you'll get to see the canals and the gondolas and the sights. And it takes you all the way down to Sicily and it gives you a real flavour of all the individual areas that you can go and visit. And perhaps you might want to go back and revisit them again. I mean, Rome itself, it's such a fantastic city. You know, you've got history right against modern architecture. You'll turn a corner and it's like this fantastic fantastic hotel and right next to it's a column that's from centuries old it's absolutely bizarre but you know you've got time to explore whilst you're there you know and Bologna the food there's fantastic you know go into one of the side streets and order a meat and cheese platter and it's just delicious with a nice multipagano on the side Italy's doing really well right now Jordan as well uh, Jordan is one of my favorite places most people think of Petra but there's so much more to Jordan you know heading up north and going to Jerash and seeing the Roman ruins that are there, Roman ruins in Jordan, amazing. And then going down to the Wadi Rum and spending a night in the desert, you know, you can go stargazing and under the desert sky. It's it's fantastic, the experience. And then North America is still popular, the national parks. And you can, we have a tour that will go to eight different states and you'll see the likes of Mount Rushmore and T- Grand Teton National Park, Arches National Park and Monument Valley, which, you know, is known for its spaghetti westerns and wide open spaces that are just dotted with these sandstone monoliths. It's just absolutely breathtaking and it just continues to be popular year after year and it just hasn't gone away. It's come back with such vigour this year. It's amazing. That does sound pretty awesome. I I think Jordan's one of those places that is truly unexpected. People have a concept of desert everywhere and that's it. And of course, it isn't at all, is it? So no, uh, the the, the sites that are there are just absolutely incredible. No, wonderful. And Italy, of course, well, we could all go and live there and eat pasta forever, couldn't we? So, <laughs> uh, yeah, as you absolutely. say, from north to south, there really is a vast, vast difference. And even in the terrain, it's it's quite extraordinary. Yeah, I mean, driving through the Tuscan countryside and seeing those vineyards, it's just absolutely amazing. Mm. And for me as well, it's the towers in Tuscany, in yes. every city or or town. It's it's remarkable. Okay, we've got those things going on. We've got the USA going on. Is there any other sort of particular trend that you feel is pushing through? Any long haul, for example, or people doing wish list stuff? That- oh, yeah. Bucket list items are definitely on the agenda for 2023. Australia and New Zealand, you know, other side of the world, they're big trips. And now that normality is resuming, people have got the confidence to go ahead and visit those destinations. A guided holiday is a perfect way to do it because everything is taken care of. And Australia is such a vast country. It's bigger than, so much bigger than the UK. I think I read a stat that it's, you, you could overlay it onto Europe. It's so vast that actually to have a guided holiday that will take you from A to B. I mean, we go from Melbourne to Perth. We go to the Ayers Rock, we go to the Great Barrier Reef, and all that's taken care of, so you don't have to worry about a thing. And on that, you know, Japan as well. Japan, it had a lot of coverage uh, with the Olympics, and it's such a cultural uh, change. So you've got the high-tech Tokyo, and then you've got the stunning, peaceful story in Kyoto. It, it's so contrasting. It's such an experience. And I do think there is, I mean, definitely somewhere as extraordinarily different as Japan, having the tour directors and so forth makes 
a huge and marvellous difference. Now, tell me, what sort of people are taking these tours? Is it all ages? Is it mainly oldies like me? Or who are we talking about? You can get all ages. We would say it's predominantly 50 plus. But the the range of ages makes for such a good experience because different people have different life experiences. And it's great to share them. The one thing you do find is that everyone's picked that destination for a reason. So the camaraderie that comes through straight away when you have that first welcome drink and you get to know your fellow travellers. Yeah, I think that's a nice idea, isn't it? That if you've, you've got some people in their 30s, some people in their 70s, it sort of mixes it up gently and makes it quite exciting and quite good fun. Now, do you use local guides or are the guides always from the UK? So we do use local guides. Our holiday directors are both. So they could be from the UK or from that destination. But we do use local guides. They really know how to bring their destination to life. You know, they've lived there. They've experienced it. They know the history. They can share the culture with you. Um, What they don't know isn't worth knowing. So that I think that makes the difference because if you've got somebody who's read it in a book is one thing but somebody who's actually lived there and you know spent their life in a particular destination really really does make a huge difference absolutely and they you know on these tours you do get free time and these guides will point out those extra bits that you might want to go and check out if you've got an interest in a particular thing so on one particular tour i've taken is someone was really into archaeology and our guide was like right okay go and see this, this and this, it will blow your mind. And it did, because it was incredible. What about accommodation? I mean, do you have a range of accommodation on the tours or is everybody in the one spot? So everyone stays in the same hotel, but depending on which tour you're on, depends on whether or not you stay in a single hotel. So on our Unlux and Discover holidays, it is one hotel and you'll go out on excursions from that one hotel. On classic touring holidays, you will stay in several hotels. They're all three or four stars and they're perfectly located for that particular part of that trip. So for example, going back to Jordan, you do stay in the desert in a desert camp we'll put you in a hotel right next to the dead sea so you can go and enjoy the the floating sensation down there and then head back to the bar afterwards in south africa for example we'll you'll stay in a, a camp near uh, or in a lodge sorry near near kruger national park so the hotels that we use are are selected so that they're appropriate for that tour. So it sounds, I mean, very sensibly that people perhaps talk about doing their independent trips, but actually there'd be a heaving amount of work to get this all figured out. Absolutely. I mean, we've got a team of people that do this day in, day out. They work with with people in location as well to make sure that we are taking people to the very, very best of a destination. And there's only so much that a guidebook will tell you. So having a company to sort all of that out for you, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you indeed let the tour guides take the strain or the holiday director, as you call them? Now, if you could choose any one of your travel sphere trips, where would you go? That's really difficult. And I've, I mean, I've done several, I've done quite a few of our trips, actually. Um, I would probably go back to South America. We have got a fantastic trip there um, called Latin Wonders of the World. It takes you to Peru, Bolivia, Chile, Argentina, Brazil. South America's got such a fantastic flavour to it. Um, and Iguazu Falls, standing there underneath the spray. It's just such an incredible experience it's one of those wow moments it takes your breath away and that trip in particular it's just it's bucket list item after bucket list item it's 
wow moment after wow moment, I would go back in a heartbeat. Amazing. How long are you away? It sounds like a very lengthy tour. <laughs> um, it's 17 days. Okay. So it's not too bad. No, no, but fairly full on. Interesting. So what do you think will be the big thing next year? Is there any one thing that you're anticipating is going to be more successful than others that people are really, you know, you talked about America, a little bit about Japan and Australia. Anything else? I actually think it will continue to be Italy because there is so much to explore. So you can go to Tuscany and enjoy the Tuscan hills and the, the historic cities such as Florence. You know, you've got the lakes in the north. The, you've got Sardinia, which is the glitz and glamour. The different regions offer so much that there's so many reasons to keep returning to it. And with it being in Europe, it's it's so quick to get there. It's so easy to get there. It's one of our top sellers and it will continue to be. Truly amazing. If you would like to find out more about those wonderful tours that Jules has been telling us about, and I'm positively desperate to go and visit almost all of them now, if you go to silvertraveladvisor.com and pop Travelsphere into the search box, all the details will come up and you can find your way to your wish list destination. Jules, thank you very much indeed. That's been fascinating and I love your enthusiasm. Thank you very much.